It's Barbenheimer. Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for. Good morning, Vietnam! First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? Can we talk about something other than Hollywood for a change? No, I don't go to the movies much. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. So what's your podcast about? Um, the movies. People call, I think you just call Barbenheimer regardless of the order you see it. Barbenheimer or Oppenbarbie? Well, I just don't like saying Oppenbarbie as much. I like I like saying Barbenheimer, and that that's the word. Barbenheimer rolls off the tongue. Someone yeah. was calling it Barbieheimer, and I feel like there's no effort to make that sound like a real word. No. Oppenbarbie. Can I just say, like, the way we're both sitting on the same couch, I know you're, like, recording the podcast, but <laughs> you're, we're very close to each other. We're not. There's a gap here. It's it's close, and I feel like I don't usually sit beside my do bros. Want, do you want to cut it? Do you want to remove, remove it from the... I think I can get used to it, but we're sitting very close, and I have to really turn... It's like... I'm, I would say there is a solid 20 centimeters distance. But I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like we're like a man and a woman back from a date having a glass of wine kind of back at my apartment. That's what people say the Not vibe a of the thing podcast I've never is. done, but... Yeah, that, that's the vibe <laughs> of the podcast. It's kind of that end of the night, you know, two people, they've just gone on a date, they, you know, they've been married for about 20, 30 years, they mm. secretly hate each other, but they're just going along with it. They come home and they have a silent glass of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was, uh, in the bar that I worked in New York, there was this couple who came in every Friday mm. and they... Uh, they would sit down and they would drink for like three hours and they sat in absolute silence. Oh God. Do you know what's funny? I feel like the only national, well, I think mainland Europeans, Italians and French, they can be a loving couple and sit and have a three course meal and not say a single word to each other. And it's, it's okay. Yeah. They just kind of like, they'll kind of go like another glass of wine. They'll go, yeah. And they'll eat it. And they both kind of just focus on the meal and really enjoy. Yeah. Whereas an Irish silence is a kind of aggressive silence or an uneasy. Mm. And when an Irish person sit next to another Irish person, I think because you're so used to them speaking all the time. Yeah. Because they just feel silence. Like if it's two Irish people sitting next to each other, not talking, you're like, oh God, they're, they're, they're really angry at each other. Yeah. yeah or they hate each other. Yeah. You know, in the field where he like hasn't spoken to his wife in like 20 years, <laughs> but like they still fully occupy the same house. It's like that. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel now with you. Yeah, and that's this podcast is kind of like, except you know, we're we're like two silent people, but we are we're saying the things that are on our minds, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which is that we secretly hate each other. Yeah, but we're yeah. tied together by the success. We literally of this don't see each other outside of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's not true because we spent the whole day yesterday together, and what a day it was! Yeah, so yesterday we did our Barbenheimer day. Mm -hmm. um, it was great. We did. There was that classic tweet that like went super viral, but yep. uh, I don't know who it was, but they were like, Oppenheimer or Barbie, which are you going to go see first? And someone said, people seeing Oppenheimer or people seeing Barbie first are crazy. It's coffee, cigarette, Oppenheimer mm -hmm. at 11. Yep. Then you have boozy brunch yep. and then you go see Barbie at five and then you have dinner, drinks, club. And having done it, I could not imagine doing it any other way. No. It no. would have been insane. The, like I saw Barbie, <laughs> not Barbie, Margot Robbie, Barbie herself um, <laughs> suggested that you go see Barbie first, then see Oppenheimer and then go see Barbie again. Yeah, well, which I okay. think she's definitely got like, you know, she has that's reasons just, to suggest that. Yeah, that's but, just a person who's that's like a salesman coming to your door saying not one subscription to this. Yeah, but I think you should actually have two separate give Sky subscriptions. I'm going to give you two. The, uh, <laughs> but he like, well, we'll we're going to go into it. Mm. But like, I, I think before we kind of get into the details of either movie or even just the day, mm. it was a real phenomenon, like. Like in, there was yeah. a, people really into this. 
Like this I, is one of the biggest movie moments I can remember. I, I mean, yeah. it feels like a Harry Potter's come out or something like that. The cinemas were flooded with people. Uh, they were all dressed up in like pink, and there mm. were very few people who had committed to the Oppenheimer. We did the Oppenheimer. Uh, yeah, I was costume, happy we did and that. And then we did the Barbie costume. So we had a, you know, a costume change midway the day. Yeah. But um, but like most people were dressed in pink. I mean, that was like even Oppenheimer the screening because so many people were watching both films. A lot of people watching Oppenheimer were dressed in Barbie stuff. In Barbie stuff, yeah, which, yeah, is funny. which is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, mm. but like, even like, I'm trying to think of. I know people have gone to, you know, people go to, like, let's say, see all three Lord of the Rings at the back to back, or yeah. there's kind of cinema things like that. But I don't think I've ever seen like an event like this for two brand new films coming out where people, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's really interesting the way these two films have been paired together for such a long time, right? Because like, this is a long way to film from Christopher Nolan. It's a long way to film from Greta Gerwig. Obviously Barbie have spent, it seems like hundreds of, it feels like the most advertised film ever mm. in terms of like creative advertising as well. Like they're, yeah. they're not just on screens or on your phone. They're like in the real world. Yeah, yeah. Um, The bar that we went to in the middle uh, had Barbie cocktails for yeah, yeah. you know the t- i'm like how are they even infiltrating just like the cocktail menu on this random bar like they've done such a massive job man like centra i saw centra was posting like barbie like it was literally just an ad for centra with just a barbie doll in front of literally like things that fucking now uh, what are they called <laughs> coco pops and like a barbie in front of different are they stuff getting paid to do that or do you think fucking warner brothers are paying centra to put barbie and coco pops <laughs> <laughs> what was interesting was actually at the cinema itself we went to see a cineworld on parnell street in dublin city center yeah and shout um, out cineworld and the 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 outdoor promotion oppenheimer was much larger you know, the, the, the Oppenheimer was a huge thing of Killian Murphy. And then the Barbie one was a little bit smaller. No, so no. It was, yeah, it was. What? Where was the Oppenheimer thing? Oppenheimer is actually, the entire building was uh, carpeted in a massive Oppenheimer oh, so thing. I only saw the little Oppenheimer posters that we got the photo. No, yeah, I didn't realize it was a one. giant oh, Killian Murphy's, his, his only, big eyes were like 20 feet long. I only look kind of straight or down. Yeah. Because I'm looking at dog, like looking for dog shit. Oh yeah, you gotta so be careful. So I never look yeah. up, so I would have missed that. No, that's good. Um, um. But yeah, but <laughs> the Oppenheimer marketing. Well, I guess I guess this the Oppenheimer marketing was just kind of conventional marketing. It was, but who do you think has benefited more from the Barbie Oppenheimer kind of like? Do you think Barbie has gotten a load of you know Christopher Nolan bros who were probably like, oh man, like I wouldn't go see Barbie, but you know. No. because they're like paired together like white wine and fish you're supposed to have them both together mm. like i'd say they're paired more together like like salted caramel salted caramel white wine like and opposites. fish yeah white wine and uh, fish are kind of yeah but uh no i would say a lot of christopher nolan bros still would be like oh, i'm not gonna see baby i don't know what yeah. that's but the i think not that all Christopher Nolan bros speak like that, but um, most of them do. <laughs> but I don't. I, I think a lot of. Well, I I saw evidence that a lot of Barbie people were. Yeah. I think Barbie's fun. You know, people go and see Barbie. People are interested in going to see Barbie. They don't have a fun time. And if there's a fun mm. thing you can do with two films, you, let's go do the Barbie yeah. thing. That's a yeah. bit of fun. We'll go. We'll maybe dress up. We'll do a bit of a fun thing. Mm. Christopher Nolan, not fun. And we'll get yeah. into it later. 
I I think he can fuck off. I hate Christian whoa, whoa, but uh, okay. fuck whoa, him. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, but whoa, he, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, do you think? Do you think Christian Bale would do Barbenheimer? No. Would he do Barbenheimer? What do you mean? Would he go see both films in the same day and dress up? No. Christian Bale. Yeah. No, but would Margot no. Robbie do it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, she would. She did. She, she did. literally she t- did. Uh, Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig posted a photo of them outside Oppenheimer going to see. Uh, uh, Oppenheimer together and they had the cinema tickets and Killian uh, Killian Murphy is just like uh, a little too serious a man I think but he's you know he's got kids he probably brought them to see the mm. film um, but I, yeah I definitely think I, I definitely think Oppenheimer probably benefited more because a lot of Barbie heads I, I personally would not have gone to see Oppenheimer otherwise. Oppenheimer is a hard sell of a film though I mean yeah. I don't think it's I think it's like it's a three hour long uh, Christopher Nolan so his films are always you know challenging or you know they're never like an easy ride there's always some element of it that's very hard to hear yeah like like his last film coming off Tenet which was you know people didn't really like the experience of watching Tenet and then you have uh, you know this fucking film about the guy who invented the atomic bomb the only mm, big draw mm. is maybe like people love Killian Murphy and, and it's him doing his first big 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 big, uh, big kind of like boom. Killian Murphy wants an Oscar so we go yeah. see that and then Florence Pugh's in it and like some big stars or whatever mm. but like you know it's a hard sell of a film so I feel like attaching itself onto Barbie and the Barbie train is going to benefit it quite well so I feel like it mm. did a lot better mm. out of it than and then Barbie I feel like the Barbie fans are more open-minded to go and to see other films so it did a lot more can I so, with Barbie, right? Because I looked at the box office, the estimated box office figures, and it was saying like Barbie was at like 150 mil for opening weekend. That's and, great. And Oppenheimer was at um, 50. So it's like a third of it. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to, you know, when it says like the budget for a movie, mm. does that include marketing and all of that shit? No. So the general rule is if a film costs 5 million to make, yeah. They tend to make spend another five million on distribution and marketing, marketing and, stuff. and stuff like that. So yeah. the film to kind of clear its budget needs to make the budget plus the budget again in order mm. to just break even. Because we googled it yesterday, and Barbie costs more to make than Barbie costs more to make, which I was surprised s- by. I don't, I don't know why. why I don't. Is that surprising? Like Barbie was well. We'll get into the films, but like it was an entirely. The, the world, the set, think of the different artists. There's like five or six different original tracks made by huge artists. But yeah, is that it? I guess that's all part of it's making it. It's got Ryan it? Gosling and, and uh, Margot Robbie. Both of them got paid 12 million each, you know? Damn. Like that's that's 24 mil already gone but just second, on the, the two other main. one had loads of famous people. It had Gary Oldman, it had yeah. Killian Murphy. But they're not, I don't think they're getting paid. It, I, I feel like that film was more of a... Uh, I don't know, like a kind of they want to work with Nolan kind of thing. All right, I say let's get let's get into it. So in the morning, you were late. I got up, went to proper order coffee. I got a, I was wearing a nice shirt and tie and trousers, mm-hmm. nice pair of leather shoes, ready for a day in the lab. Um, went got a donut and a coffee, um, just like Oppenheimer would. Have I been like himself. spiritually smoked a cigarette, mm-hmm. but I didn't actually smoke one. Yeah. Um, and we went to the cinema. Good buzz. Lots of people in Barbie gear. Even at eleven, exciting. I think exciting. It's, there's something fun. exciting about felt, um, felt fun. Yeah, waking up uh, on a Saturday morning, and you know the first thing you're doing is going to the cinema. There's something exciting about that. And then we were a bit late because 
this whole costume change thing was done. So <laughs> I was like, uh, what's my like Oppenheimer gear? I have a cowboy hat that I really like wearing. And I was asking Anna if it would be okay for me to wear a cowboy hat in the cinema. And she said she wouldn't go with me if I did that. Oh. Um, no, she didn't, that, that she actually, didn't say that. But the cowboy I, felt like, I felt like it would be too obnoxious. <laughs> To wear a fucking cowboy hat. The per- I'm tall. Like the person behind me would just be looking at. They do it in Texas, man. They did in Texas, but like we 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 ain't in Texas anymore, as they say in Wizard I mean, of Oz. Um, um, the but yeah, we got there, so we got there late. We got there late. We had some bike trouble. Mm. We got in, but we got there bang on time for the film to start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it also there's something a bit. It feels a bit bold or something to like. I've never in advance booked to go see two films, go cinema twice yeah. in the same day. Yeah, I mean, I did when I was young go to the cinema and then I mean it seems like such a simple thing but like go to the cinema and then when you're like 11 or 12 or whatever once you've passed the barrier you can go to whatever film you want especially in Stalorgan right there's no one stopping yeah. you you once you they've let you the 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 person the gatekeeper is yeah. at the entrance of all screens so once you're, you've passed through screen the threshold surfing, screen you can surfing. do what you want you've you've so you can stay there all day you could potentially live there forever yeah, yeah. um you could and, I did that once or twice, but like you kind of just, you know, you get out of like a bug's life and you're like, well, what do I go see now? Uh, and then you just, it turns go out like the only thing that's on is like Pride and Prejudice. And you're like this 11 year old with your mates <laughs> just watching Pride and Prejudice. But like this, you know, we potentially could have just stayed there all day. Well, we couldn't have because everything was sold out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, first thing I want to briefly touch on is the trailers. I think we'll just do all the trailers for both films ahead of time. But one I want to talk about, is, has anyone seen the the Wonka trailer? Have you yeah. seen the trailer for yeah, Wonka? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck's going on there, man? <laughs> what is the story with that? It's just, I think it's just a bit of bad casting. Oh. And then maybe, maybe it'd be an all right concept. No, I don't know. it won't. No. I'm making chocolates, of course. That's so bad. But I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think. I think it's just really bad casting. I think that and like, writing. I and think just the, everything. The, the, and Timothy it looks like Chalamet, shit as well. He, he's one of the most fancied people on the planet at the minute. So Everyone, as, as was Gene Wilder I, at the time. Was no, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> like a weird comedian. Yeah, for it then. But the, it, it, this time they're like, why don't we get the you know the this beautiful boy uh, mm. who's got like long hair and he's kind of like French. Uh, American and he's like yeah. you know he looks like he's read books and uh, you know could tell you about Dostoevsky and they're like let's get him to play Willy Wonka it's just like it's just it's bad so casting dumb. I think it's just because he's skinny and so is Wonka's skinny in the books but uh, I don't know. it's just so cringe and it has that fucking weird hue over everything that makes it all look not real and weird and shit you know yeah well that, that's the kind of Paddington hue because it's made by the same people who did Paddington <sighs> 2 which was yeah. amazing but at least Paddington is he's a CGI bear, you know? Yeah. So they need to have that. The bit with Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa and stuff, it's like, uh, yeah, it what's the thing really he bad. says? He goes, he goes, quiet up and listen down. Scratch that, turn it around or something. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, no, it looks really bad and I think, uh, uh, who is that for? Like, who is that for? I, I guess, like, it's a kid's film. It's a, it's a kid's film. What kids? Uh, kids who like Willy Wonka, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You don't know you don't know any kids who like Charlie and the Chocolate the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? No, but kids like that, but they don't won't like this. Why didn't they just make another Charlie and the Chocolate? It's been long enough. Why don't they just let it leave it? Make a new movie. Yeah, but that's what they're doing, Wonka. But just to make a new movie with a new <laughs> like make a movie of George's Marvelous Medicine or something. <laughs> yeah, another old doll. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess like look, the film looks shit. I think it's a bad bit of casting because I think for Wonka you probably want a character actor and and Who would like, you cast as Willy Wonka? I already said I, w- I would cast. I said uh, uh, Paul Dano. Oh yeah, Paul Dano would do a great job. He's kind of scary and weird. 
Mm. Or an English person. I feel like like a kind of scary English person would be good. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I just want him to be in everything. I actually think he'd be a good Wonka. He actually would be a great Wonka. He'd be a he'd good be a Wonka. Because like, like, well, Gene Wilder Wonka is kind of sinister and weird, and yeah. I feel like Willem Dafoe can be that like oh, yeah. pretty well, like full Green Goblin Wonka. He can do the thing where his smile is really nice, but then also kind really of scary. scary at the same, at same time. time. Yeah, Damn, yeah. How are you getting on? Yeah, I want to really. I want Willy Wonka. Willem Wonka growling. At Willem Wonka. Wonka Dafoe. <laughs> um, also, there so was that a, was. That that was the bad trailer. Uh, was there any good trailers for good films that we're There's a trailer for All Quiet on the White Eastern Moon, the new S- Martin Scorsese film. Oh, Friend of the Pod. What um, is that actually called? Silent Moon on the Nighthawk. I don't know. I don't it's know what you're talking about. He has like a new movie yet? Oh, you, this is when you were late. I was no, late. the new Scorsese film with Leonardo DiCaprio. It's about Native Americans or something. Oh, it looks so boring and shit. And stupid and I don't want to see it. I imagine it'll be like a three hour long kind of character film. Do you know what I was thinking this morning? Do you remember when The Godfather was considered a really long film? Yeah. It's not anymore. It's just how, a normal length film. How old? Is, how long is it? It's like three hours. I feel like all films nowadays are three hours. No, three hours is long. But I mean, well, we'll get into Oppenheimer, but like I, I, I really have a thing about long films now. I'm kind of like really getting to, I mean, I know we talk about it on the pod a lot, but like this Oppenheimer is three hours long and it felt longer yeah i felt like i was in a dentist yeah anyway well should we go should, or is there another yeah, trailer you want to i kind of just wanted to shit on one because that's the reason i brought okay. up the trailers um <laughs> right so oppenheimer oppenheimer take yeah we take it away oppenheimer is a film about i don't know what his first name is but robert robert dr oppenheimer it's a film about dr oppenheimer who's the man who dr. created octopus. dr octopus he's the man who created the atomic bomber he led the project Manhattan during the Second World War, which created uh, the atomic bomb, the bomb to end all bombs, which mm. uh, was dropped on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Uh, he is, you know, this genius physicist who's uh, started this quantum physics. Is it quantum physics in America? Quantum, quantum, yeah. Quantum physics. He's the person who started quantum physics in America. Mm. Uh, he is, you know, a contemporary of Einstein, maybe a little bit, but he's friends with Einstein. He, um, He's a womanizer. He is a complicate, complicated character. Uh, and we we're watching a film. It's kind of him being interrogated by a U.S. panel of people discussing whether to take away his security clearance. clearance. And, yeah. the, and the film is played on sort of three different times timelines. You have the timeline of him as a youth, kind of his life's arc. Mm-hmm. Then you have the present day as it's kind of presented to us but it's mm-hmm. it's not it's which like, is which like the present day i feel is like the court the kind of hearing, hearing the where hearing. this yeah, uh, yeah. other character is the head of the aec which is some sort of scientific body to mm. deal with uh atomic energy or atomic it's weapons the atomic or energy committee or committee, something like that yeah, something anyway like that. this guy leo strauss he's a politician who's trying to get onto i don't know some high part of congress or something like that mm. and his uh, relationship with Oppenheimer is being discussed so that's kind of in the future and then you also have the narrative which is Oppenheimer building the bomb building the bomb so it's like these three different nar- uh, narratives that are being spun together in one way three different narratives one of which is interesting um, and is <laughs> long 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 film um, qu- overall boring film I mm. so before I watched this movie I 
my theory was he made the atomic bomb, right? I heard they were making the Sloppenheimer film. Mm -hmm. He made it. He, he Did you ma call it Sloppenheimer? Yeah. He made the <laughs> film. No, I was like, right, he made the atomic bomb. But surely a lot of the film is just going to be a bunch of nerds in the lab mm -hmm. kind of doing nerdy stuff. And then I guess some political stuff. Like atomic bomb is an interesting concept as a thing, but I don't, in my head... Sorry, what am I trying to say? Let's say Watergate, right? Yeah. That was a big thing that happened. I'm sure you could read a book about it and be like, that was crazy. I don't want to watch a fucking movie about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to watch a movie about Watergate. It'd be boring. Mm -hmm. um, other political stuff has happened. And it's interesting that it happened, but it's mm -hmm. I don't want to watch a movie about it. It's boring. And I thought Oppenheimer, I was like, bomb crazy, blows shit up. But actual making of the bomb, probably pretty boring. Then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, I guess I was wrong. This looks pretty good. Mm. And then I went to see the movie and I was like, oh no, I was right the first time. Boring. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't think that like just the subject matter matter necessarily makes it boring. I think the way the film was made was really trying very hard to do it, it, Christopher Nolan in his last film, Tenet, seemed to kind of like go in this really crazy direction. I think he's really experimental and it's interesting that he's like this big, blockbuster filmmaker because mm, his mm. films are actually really experimental he films on imax he his audio he's really committed to making the audio really flat and i mean that and that the background noise and the the dialogue is almost at the same level so it's quite hard to hear what characters are saying because yeah. you know when they're walking along their footsteps are almost as audible as what they're saying <laughs> and it's this really like the ambience of the room sometimes smothers what the characters are saying and yeah. he has this idea that he's like doesn't really you don't need to know what's happening you don't need to know what characters are saying you can kind of just follow the film but it's, it's um like and he's not, really committed to that and i find it and then like he's really committed to this kind of like uh like lots of different stories knitted together that finally come together at some point in the future and it doesn't make sense until it does if you know what i mean like you don't yeah. really know why you're being shown one specific scene until like two hours later and he's really kind of really going for this and it didn't mm. work with tenet and it feels like he's like yeah well fuck that i'm gonna give it a go which is fair dues like he's really intentionally yeah, yeah. doing this but like to watch it's not that pleasant no. it doesn't feel like there's any actual scenes yeah the whole thing feels like a montage or like a highlights reel of what happened it's like a highlights reel of oppenheimer's life and yeah. it's really everything is really like everything is like 30 seconds of people talking and this is like hey we're gonna do this hey we're gonna do that and then suddenly it's 1940 and then it's like oh you know um, mm. the president wants to use the bomb now we have three months to do this and then suddenly you're in 1964 and uh you know it's like something else is happening and well, it's all the jumping around constantly that you never sit into it you never yeah. truly relate with the characters it, there's no emotional edge to it it just felt really kind of like flat or something it was like fast paced and slow paced at the same time yeah. it was like edited as it uh, like a fast paced film but mm. it also wasn't yeah I, I, like i found as well like like people might argue oh the film is called oppenheimer because it's about oppenheimer's life not necessarily about the bomb itself but it's it's about the like come on um and uh I, there was interesting and exciting bits where they were going making the bomb they were doing the tests so i was kind of enjoying that bit mm. they 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 do the trinity test which is where they kind of first test the atomic bomb mm. that was good and then i was kind of like i don't really know what happens from here and i would say the real main kind of third act which really felt the longest was this hearing about whether or not he's going to get his security clearance mm. uh renewed or cancelled 
I do not give a shit about that. I thought, I mean, <laughs> I thought like that. Who cares if you get like, I, I don't care. If I he thought gets, maybe that was actually like when I when I was thinking about it uh, this morning, I was like this last half hour, which is I mean, I, I guess like people are asking what the film is about. The film is about whether or not Oppenheimer gets his security clearance that's what the film is about yeah which is which is just like on the surface the most boring sounding thing ever don't care do you want to watch a film about oppenheimer getting his security clearance renewed that's what the fucking that's, film is that's, about that's, that's like, the main that, that actually is the whole story it's like uh like all the nuclear bomb stuff gets the tesco club card yeah uh, and they're like wait we just have to ask you a few questions first <laughs> but also like also the, the what's at stake and they say this pretty explicitly mm. what's at stake if he gets it he'll continue working for the government. If he doesn't get it, he'll lose his job. Yeah. But he'll still be able to work elsewhere. Yeah, I. but I did think... Like, it's like... Part of me did think there was actually an interesting narrative there because it's about legacy. It's about the man who created the atomic bomb and mm. his legacy. And, you know, in this kind of last half hour, if well, it felt like an hour, it probably was an hour. Um, he's kind of trying to create his legacy. He's trying to create his own legacy. And then you have this, you know, shifty CD politician or whatever, who is trying to kind of disrupt that. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, ultimately the, the man who brought this terrible weapon that, you know, he calls himself Prometheus or the person who could destroyer of worlds or something like that. You know, how can he make himself look you know, good or whatever, or is he trying to do that or whatever? There might be a good story there, but because it tried to focus on his entire life and this was just like some little parceled off end to it that we were supposed to care about as if it was the climax of the film, Mm. when the climax of the film should have been the bomb blowing up. I mean, that's that's the... I kind of want to just end there. Yeah, it should have just ended there and it was done really well, even though I will say that explosion wasn't... Extremely (laughs) underwhelming. (laughs) It was was shite. Do you know when you light... uh, a match and then you you set the whole like pack of matches off yeah, yeah, and it goes yeah. yeah didn't look too dissimilar to that no and uh, what's what's really yeah like, it was built up to this bomb and even Christopher Nolan I saw an interview with him before I saw it and he was like we found a way to kind of replicate what that would look like without obviously without mm. setting off a nuclear bomb yeah um and I know I heard for this they actually did have to they, bomb they, they uh, should have New Mexico they had to <laughs> set off a bomb but, in New Mexico <laughs> but yeah the, so the, it was kind of bigged up in how the bomb looked like they actually I I think it would if you look at the um footage of the actual Trinity test it's fucking insane I sent it into the group last night yeah. I don't know if you watched it but uh it would have been cool if they just used that footage. Yeah. Because the footage they used was, they tried to do this thing where um, it built up, like it had a countdown to someone pushing the big red button to explode yeah. the bomb. And then it got to zero. And then it's kind of building up Christopher Nolan. And then it builds up and he presses it and then it just goes dead silence. And there's like big that bright light. Good, that was know. cool. Yeah, but I feel like, good. I feel like what kind of took away from it was it would have been cool if it was a completely awe-inspiring, like, Oh my god, visual. Yeah. But it was kind of just like a like kind of rubbish. I'd say you were happy in some way though, because your ears were safe and I know your power about your ears. And like Yeah, there was a few bits where he'd just throw in an explosion sound kind of randomly out of yeah. nowhere in the movie. Just go, and you're like, oh my god. Oh my ears. Yeah. I do think that he underestimated how much we were all like kind of waiting for the atomic bomb and how much that would be like when when the bomb went off, which was like you know, a while into the film, Gary was sitting next to me. 
And like the moment off and he just kind of like stood up and went, right, finally, I've been down for a piss. Because like yeah. he'd been waiting for ages. Yeah, and then yeah, like yeah. he got up and left. And then I saw four or five other people just like stand up and go to the toilet. And I was like, man, so many people been holding in piss just to see that bit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the yeah. fact that they're leaving immediately afterwards because they feel like there's not really any reason. Don't care. What else like, happens? Don't care. What else happens? You know, so the, the bomb was the thing. And I guess, I don't know. And also, I guess, the, so these are criticisms of the plot and everything that mm. felt a bit flat. But also like a lot of really cheesy dialogue very really funnily bad like i was surprised at how yeah. bad some of the dialogue and is. very sometimes when heavy characters say some, some things like god damn it i love america yeah, or yeah there's yeah, shots yeah. where it's like literally oppenheimer with an american flag behind him and uh and some really like Sp- obvious like characters like, saying the way they feel which is so like i i am so confused right now mm. or you know that Th- kind there of was thing. a bit i think i uh, there's a scene where there's an American guy and he's going to see Oppenheimer give a speech. I think they're in the Netherlands and he sits beside this guy and he says to him, oh, I can, I can help translate or something like that. Mm. And then when Oppenheimer starts, he starts speaking in Dutch mm. and the American guy, you know, in a, in a, if the script wasn't kind of bogey, yeah. that the American guy would just want, would have gone, mm. But he literally well, says that like, people he literally says Mark like, is doing a face of slight confusion. Oh, like, oh, oh, but he literally <laughs> says like, I can't understand this. Like, you don't need to, we know, yeah. like that's, yeah. we understand you're American. You don't have to say, I can't understand this. Like, yeah. I know that. That's so, the joke. Like, uh, tying it all together because we, I feel like we've really dunked on poor Christopher here. No, fuck uh, Christopher. He's how many, no. how many, what, you, how many, do you think this film bombed? I just thought it was boring and long. And hold on, I'm not. We're we're wrapping it up. I've got more stuff to say. Really, <laughs> I feel like this film. I feel like we. I feel like people might be bored of how much we've been dunking on. People, people, people. I was on Letterbox last night, and people were like, "I was so emotionally." Uh, I came out of the theater and I was so fucking, fucking shaken and emotional. Like what? What? Get a life. You know? Did you not? You said you almost cried at some point. With no. The wife. The scene with the wife. Ah, that was a good scene, was good. I guess. There were some good scenes. I mean, like, there were some good scenes and it was well made and I did, like, some bits of it. But overall, it was, like, fucking three hours long. You're just, like, you were like, I really did not get what I came for here. I wanted to say something else. You kind of said about the legacy of, of Sloppenheimer and whether he mm. wanted to, like, he kind of wanted to clean his act up a little bit yeah. in later years. And I guess there's this thing where he 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 built the bomb... He mm. kind of convinced himself that the, the 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 point of the bomb was peace. Whether or not he actually believed that or not, or if he's just saying it to himself to justify it, I guess is up to up for discussion. But um, then he kind of was on this bombs are bad thing yeah. after the bomb dropped, um, and I kind of think the film, in a way, it gave both sides. But I felt like it more leaned on. Oppenheimer overall being a good guy. Well, I think they. Which they, I was like, was that oh. speech that uh, what's his name? Who's the bad politician? Robert Downey Jr. Strauss. This is speech that Strauss says this, where he's saying like, "This is exactly what he wants." You know, this is what he wants, and he knows what he's doing. And I think that kind of like gives you the the like maybe he's a, he's a villain. Maybe he's like the film is kind of saying, "Is he a villain? Is he not?" I think if you watched it on one level, on the basic level of just like you know you, you don't dig deeper in it it very much comes off as like a very pro Oppenheimer I'm like it does, yeah. that op- that guy Oppenheimer he's just fucking doing what he had to do and they and like god damn it thank you Oppenheimer for the fucking Big atomic bomb, bomb yeah, yeah, that yeah. you built like Jesus it, it does sometimes come off like that but I think there it, 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 it does 
give both sides, I think. Mm, it actually reminds me quite a lot of, I was complaining about in Avatar 2, the guy Jermaine from Flight of the Concords, he plays, he works on the whaling ship and he's like, oh, what you guys are doing is so bad and uh, like it's so bad for the environment. And it's like, but you work on the whaling ship. I like that character though. Uh, I think just because I like Jermaine from Flight Jermaine of the Concords. Jermaine Oppenheimer. <laughs> anyway. I'd say we'll be seeing more from him in the next Avatar films. Anyway. Yeah. So we got up from yeah. Oppenheimer. Everyone immediately rushed in, took like, did like a, gallon and a half of piss <laughs> <laughs> and there were cues, cues yeah, yeah, yeah. Cues, cues. there's like there's actually like lads the staff were like listen just go and there's just guys go where you in want. the corner of yeah, cinema no it was insane it parnell was street was just lined with lads pissing yeah, people were pissing like everywhere. horses like it's just <laughs> it, w- it would have looked weird if it wasn't so normal for dublin to be floods mm. of piss um that's kind of the way it is yeah uh and the rain was just washing it all away the rain is washing it all away yeah it was nice <laughs> well, we got out and we did do a one word film review uh with all the different people we'll play that now because that's a nice little clip we decided we weren't going to edit this so we could upload it faster so we won't oh we won't do that we'll just upload it straight away okay. yeah all right um <laughs> and then what do we do we went to a local brasserie yes we did and we, we had, had we had uh, another had coffee barbie cocktails we had another coffee still Vietnamese in coffee Opp- with condensed milk that in Oppenheimer costume like in Oppenheimer costume and then we made what is probably the most successful piece of content that this show has ever produced yeah uh, my mind's blown because you're probably uh, used to this kind of stuff how but- many how many views is we made a reel where uh we were dressed in Oppenheimer gear we looked sad and depressed as if we just killed 150,000 people with mm. uh one of our inventions and then we were drinking coffee we put the glass towards the camera so that it shut down the lens mm-hmm. and then as we drew there was an edit that you didn't see. It was a, is a hidden edit, but then we pulled the glass away and it was no longer a glass. It was actually a Barbie cocktail. And suddenly, instead of looking at two men who've created the atomic bomb, you're looking at two Ken's. Uh, Ken's. We're just Ken's. having a great time. Uh, and we, this was the, the internet exploded. You probably know about it. I don't know why I'm telling you about it because you probably already know about the uh, video. Uh, it's uh, all over the internet. 30,000 views. 30,000 views. Went up yesterday. Like how, many, how many comments? It, well, Eight, but eight comments. That's you eight know, people that's who are taking the time two, out of their day to engage with us. Two people saved it. What are they? What are you going to do with that, guys? Unfortunately, I think they are perverts who are oh. interested in masturbating. But that's uh, that. Uh, <laughs> that. That was a bit of an Oppenheimer line. Like you really spelled it out there. <laughs> you spelled out the the joke. Okay. Um, but yeah, thirty thousand like that. What that? That's probably par for the course for you. But for me, that's pretty impressive. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say a lot that of people are saying, great, but that wouldn't, you know, I mean, uh, <laughs> a lot of people are saying that the the non Killian guy is is the, the, the cooler guy. Is the real the two, draw. So. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we went there. We yeah, we got changed. It was we, a nice vibe. Even though it was seen a nice movie vibe. that was shit, everyone was kind of like engaging with it. Um, really stop wrecking my gas. Sorry, man. Um, um, but the and then there was a lot of Barbie heads in the play. We went to Wigwam on Abbey Street. Mm. Um, a lot of Barbie heads there. Uh, there was Barbie cocktails. Everyone was having a bit of fun. We got our little Barbie teenies, which tasted not gonna lie, pretty bad, disgusting. Uh, yeah, yeah. They were foul. And then we got a. A couple of Coronas. This podcast brought to you by Corona yeah, on draft. Corona, we thought, what is a beer that Ken would drink? Because mm. Ken obviously doesn't drink beers, but if he was to drink a beer, it would be a Corona. I think um, so, yeah. And then uh, and then we had those and with the lime in it. And, mm. you know, that kind of feels like a cocktail. And, and then we went back to Cineworld and you, we actually had to queue to get into Cineworld because there were so many people there. First time I've seen that in a long time. Yeah. Just to get into the building. There was a queue out the door. Everyone was dressed. And let me say, the cinema already... 
it just felt lighter, yeah. airier. Uh, people were chatting to each other in the queue. Mm-hmm. Everyone was wearing pink. Uh, there was a party vibe. I felt like I was in the queue to get into a club. Yeah. Um, we were going to Ber- the, the Bergheim. Yeah. What's, like, what's, yeah. what's, the pink, what's pink after which? Rosa. Still coming in the Rosa Bergheim. <laughs> the Rosa Heim. The Rosa Heim. Um, Rosa Heim in Friedrichshain. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was so tall. So then, well, the only thing, Cineworld, you got to sort this out next time. If you're having a big film event, we got to get more tills open on the snacks. I was in the queue for a long time, and I ultimately, I actually had a tantrum at oh. two, uh, two Spanish ladies. Oh, well, dear. not at them, but in their presence, because we were in the queue, right? Yeah. The film was starting because there's a queue to get in. Mm. I, I, I was on popcorn duties and I, I just was dying for a Pepsi this Max popcorn cherry. popcorn boys. Like yeah. We kind of, I, I was surprised it. that you have to wait in the queue. Usually they, would, Fuck. Usually so, they would just let us, are you actually just intent on destroying? No, it's just so much shit all over the place in your man. The, <laughs> the, uh, but the, so I was in the queue and then I was like, Emer, you go in, give me a live feed. So she was texting me being like, Wonka trailer on now. Still a trader. Okay, the age ratings just come up, and I was like, "Fuck!" And then these these there was these two girls in front of me, and they were like, "Oh, I'm worried. I'm worried that we're gonna miss it." And then I said to them like, "Oh, listen, um, my friends like live text me. I can let you know when the film's about to start." And they were like, "Grand." And then like they were ahead of you in the queue. Yeah, they were ahead of me, okay. and there's one person ahead of them. So there's one person ahead of them, them, and then me. And then I was like, oh, "Okay, guys, I just got the notification. Like the film's about to start." And they were like, um, "Oh, well, you know, it's fine. We won't take that long." Um, and I was like, yeah, let's just, yeah, let's, let's hang out and we'll, we'll just miss a couple of minutes. And I just, I said to them as a joke, like, just hope you're not getting hot dogs or anything. And then <laughs> they were like, ha yeah. And then we got to the front and they did, the, they got to the front and they were like, what are the deals? What kind of, and I was like, oh, oh they were asking questions. I was like, oh my fucking God. To like, the what, what 16 year old who works there, who doesn't give a shit. What are these combo deals? Like, what, what are the different deals? What is that? And I was like, are you fucking, are you fucking kidding me right now? And then she was like, I'll have a hot dog deal. Oh, I'm like, no. oh, fuck you. And then the other, and then they were started talking to each other in Spanish for ages. And then she's like, oh, what else can we get in the deal? And I was like, and then the other one was like, actually, so she'd already made one hot dog. Then the other one was like, actually, could I get a hot dog oh, deal God. as well? And then I went like, oh, for fuck's sake. Not, to myself, not to them, but I'd say I came across a real prick. And I went, for fuck's sake. And I turned around and I threw my minstrels back onto the shelf. Are you assaulted and, them? And, oh, no, 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 you threw, threw it back, it back onto the shelf, shelf, but it made a bit of a clang sound oh, when it nice. hit the shelf. And then I, I walked into the cinema and I feel like I was probably a bit much, especially. It sounds the, like you were badass for the Barbie film of all films. Is well. like, like, oh, fuck fucking Barbie because these girls Barbie. are getting, getting hot dogs. Oh man! But uh, you, so you you didn't get anything. It was actually sad. Then I was in foul humor. Um, I was really annoyed because mm. I wanted Pepsi so bad, and uh, I was really thirsty yeah. as well. We had kind of a salty meal, and mm. then um, I got into Barbie, sat down, and I was like, "That's it, ruined." Barbie's ruined. Barbie's ruined. Gone. I'm in a foul humor now. Yeah, yeah. And then just the sweet, sweet music and pink, beautiful sets of Barbie just lifted oh, me right out of it. Oh, <laughs> oh, which is already an indication of how we felt about Barbie. But I guess, yeah. What? How did you? I guess the Barbie plot very simply: there's Barbie Land and there's the real world, and we have Barbie, who's the stereotypical Barbie played by Margot Robbie, and she has her stereotypical Ken. And every day in Barbie Land is wonderful. Women are in charge of everything. Barbie yeah. is in charge of everything. Barbie wins Nobel Prizes. Barbie runs the Supreme Court. Barbie is the president. Mm, mm. They're all different types of Barbies. Uh, but then this stereotypical Barbie starts having thoughts about death and starts having yeah, yeah. thoughts about, um, you know, sort of existential 
crises mm, mm, and mm. things like that. So she has to visit Weird Barbie, played by Kate McKinnon, and Weird Barbie tells her that she needs to find the person who's playing with her in the real world uh, in order to find out what's going wrong because the real world person's thoughts are getting mixed up with her thoughts. Yeah. So Barbie then goes on an adventure with Ken to the real world I, I to think try I- and find out what is wrong with her. An important part of a, an important part of a, a, I guess the whole plot as well is like in Barbie Land. Um, the cans are like accessories to the Barbie and exist yeah. purely as Barbie accessories. Yeah, yeah. Um, cans and then have that, no, uh, no, no agency, no agency. Yeah. And, they, and so, yeah, I guess the movie plays out as like uh, gender roles. The whole film is kind of about gender roles, kind of a gender thing, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the film is incredible. Yeah, I, I loved it so much. Yeah, I really <laughs> liked it. Uh, I had such a good time. I was laughing. I was dancing. Uh, I had a little cry at one stage. Um, everyone in the cinema was having a very fun time. Yeah. Everyone in the cinema was kind of dancing and yeah. stuff. Um, I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. It was a real triumph. Like Bar- I haven't had such a fun time in a cinema in quite a while. Uh, like the film had a buzz a party feel about it yeah you were there but people were laughing people were kind of like dancing like you know it felt like a communal kind of thing we were all experiencing it together yeah Uh, it was just really fun and i people stayed for the credits because they were so like people don't usually do that people were sitting down watching the credits they had to turn on the lights to get rid of us Mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. really like uh it was such a fun vibe yeah like the film overall absolute triumph in fun they nailed it yeah it was it was uh, it was a lot more like like they say there's an f-bomb dropped in it you know will farrell says like fuck at one oh, stage does he? and like there's a few like it was a lot more i guess adult teenager adult focus like i i i, I thought there'd be a lot of you know humor that would be more geared towards adults but ultimately it would be a film for like little kids mm. but it was it felt very much like it's an adult not, movie it's not for kids it's no not, not definitely not well it's, it's rated it's 12 so yeah yeah well there you go uh um no the film was the film was well i i thought first of all um ron gosling was incredible in it he's uh, so his good. comic timing he's just such a good comic actor he's just really very funny he's great at doing like ken is obsessed with getting barbie's attention the whole tagline is like barbie has a great day every day ken only has a great day if barbie looks at him yeah, so yeah he's yeah. obsessed with barbie's in love with barbie and he wants her to kind of like you know appreciate him or take notice of him and he's so good at playing this kind of like i mean i don't care like what are you guys doing uh whatever i'm chill i'm totally chill like yeah, he does this yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. chill guy so well and um and he has like he's really dumb but he he has like a sort of crisis of self that's just played out so funnily yeah and um and like you know in some ways he could be perceived as being a baddie but like you he's one of those baddies that you kind of like understand or appreciate or he's the agent of some negative things that happen in the film but he he he's just so endearing and likable that it's just Mm. brilliantly done there's no real baddie i guess the baddie is kind of just the, the the structure of society, yeah, 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 um, yeah, that they need to 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 combat. There is like there's a bit like there's a few bits where I, I felt like because there's obviously a lot of like gender related, mm. I guess, like political, not political. Do you say political? like you know there's gender cultural, roles, cult- stuff. yeah, cultural, gender role, cultural stuff, mm. and I felt some of it. There was one bit in it where I was like, ooh, is this film about to become shit now? Yeah. And then it didn't. But like, yeah. you know, when she first meets the girl and she says this monologue, she like calls her a fascist and stuff. And I was oh, kind of yeah. like, they, they, that, that was yeah. a, that like that chunk of dialogue, mm. like 
I guess you know the opinions or whatever, but just like the way it was delivered was, I was a bit like, oh, yeah, the was, scene that was where kind of she shitty. meets the person who plays with her in the real world for the first time, and it's maybe like they keep calling her tween, uh, which is like what twelve, twelve years old. Uh, I don't know, eleven, twelve years old. Um, she's around that age. Oh, like between a kid and a teen. I think so. I think that's oh, what yeah, tween okay. is. Okay. But anyway, the, the, she meets her for the first time and like the dialogue that the kid has, which is, it just felt very like, this is written by maybe an older millennial or like, you know, someone who's like a boomer or something like that. And it's their idea of what a kid talks like. like. What, like a Gen Z kid? Yeah, it just yeah. felt very, it, that some of the dialogue was like, I was like, ah, come on. Like no kids talk like that. And also it's just a bit on the nose or something i felt like sometimes some of the stuff was on the nose but overall like obviously the points it was making were really good and like they they, mm. they, they used criticisms of men in very funny ways yeah, you know yeah, they, there's yeah. jokes about like guys picking up the acoustic guitar and just playing a song at people and i was like god like you know i've done that one yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. or you know like yeah, guys talking about how good the godfather is for me it's not the godfather but the lord of the rings yeah like yeah, i yeah. talk about that so i'm like god this is sometimes it was embarrassing to watch but you kind of appreciate it because they were done in the form of jokes yeah there was like like there anytime the cans got called out for doing certain things i was like oh yeah i've done that you stuff should, uh, like, any, i've definitely any, done that any guy any man who is going to this bring a little checklist um or do a little notch or maybe as a fun drinking game take a shot anytime ken, the, the, one of the stereotypical annoying things that ken does is something that you've done uh because <laughs> it's pretty yeah. funny how many of them are relatable it's um but everyone did like michael sarah's in it very funny oh he's brilliant um, yeah he plays alan uh which really a real that's character. a real doll i, real I looked doll? it up yeah, yeah. it was so like funny. it was like I don't think he's on the market for very long, but he's supposed to be Ken's best friend. Okay. And like, I guess, I imagine like most girls probably, I'd say, I don't know, I don't understand, like, I'd say girls probably only buy a Ken when they've already got a couple of Barbies. Like yeah. I'd say. Yeah, you want a few Barbies before you want a Ken. You're, you're not going to be getting a Ken yeah. straight away. So I'd say like buying an Allen, like Ken's mate is probably very far down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you'd rather just have two Ken's, you know? Yeah. Um, no, uh, but the the I do think that so I mean I, the film is an absolute triumph. Do you have anything more to say about how much you love the film? Um, no, it's just fun. I, thought that I'm, I do think that like emotionally, it was also really there. Like I thought Margot yeah. Robbie was really good at acting and doing she this is, kind yeah. of journey from like Barbie to real person or whatever, or the, the you know is Barbie a real person or this kind of stuff. Yeah. But the the one thing that it seems to be getting criticism from is like men's rights groups, which yeah, is yeah, just yeah. like I find very first of funny. All bonkers. <laughs> Me and Anna were watching last night. Uh, this Ben Shapiro. We started oh, watching Ben I watched Shapiro, that too, but yeah. it was just so bad. It was so it's bad. It's so funny. It was such an intentionally. It's an intentional misreading of the film in order to like drum up some yeah cultural chaos, he, which is what these guys try to do. He, he keeps saying like there were sexual jokes in a film that's marketed towards six and seven year olds. It's like it's not marketed yeah. towards six and seven year olds at all. Intentionally but doing he, things he, that are he, not true. He made like at one point he was like calling it out. He's like the inconsistencies in this film is just insane. He's like at one point she's walking around like a normal human, and in the next scene her limbs are all rigid like she's a doll. It's just not consistent. <laughs> she, and it's like why? What? <laughs> why? No, he did, why? I, I, it, it's like he's going in there to intentionally kind of drum up a bit of chaos but it seemingly is working like people are like apparently watching this film like republican senators and stuff and are going like this is film is a disgrace it's a woke or whatever which is crazy because while this film is obviously about like womanhood and all that kind of stuff i think it's like a really good film about men and masculinity yeah. and discussing those things and like what does a man have to be and men just like and all this kind of stuff and you know dudes crying and stuff like that it was good it, it, i thought it did the male yeah, stuff yeah, well yeah. it did know? and it's also like 
it's just so funny that people are getting upset about the Barbie <laughs> film. Like, get a lie. Like, and also, like, people like Ben Shapiro, such so as, like, why are you even watching that? Just oh, don't watch it. Well, you know why he's watching it. So, yeah, so that just, he can make a 48 minute long video. 48 yeah, yeah, yeah. minutes long. And the film. Talking about how much he hates it so that it gets a fucking load of views. It's probably people it's hate so watching funny. it like myself. And then people were watching it going, God. I mean, we, we scrolled through the comments to see like you know sometimes you watch the comments on some video that you know is obviously dumb and you look yeah, for yeah. some solidarity in the comments but youtube is such a cesspit that you're just scrolling through it and people are like oh my god ben is absolutely dunking on this film yeah. and you're just like oh fucking hell guys like it's so he's just funny. so like wrong about everything he's saying it and, is and like, yeah and i don't mean like his opinions are wrong. He's making incorrect statements consistently and his reading of the film is intentionally, either he's an idiot, which I don't think he is, or he's intentionally doing it wrong, which I think mm. he probably well, is. Well, it's just for, it's just, it's just clickbait of a kind, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, yeah. of course he's gonna, he's gonna hate on it. Like, I, maybe he hasn't even seen it. Like, oh no, he was talking about specific scenes. Yeah, I suppose yeah. in great detail. <laughs> I'd say he probably saw it and probably fucking loved it. I was, I'd, I'd say he loved it. Uh, it's very, it's a very, uh, hard film not to like. It's a very fun movie. Yeah. Very fun. It was also like the the Oppenheimer Barbie thing first of all I like I feel my condolences to anyone who saw Barbie and then went straight into Oppenheimer those two Spanish girls who I had a tantrum in front of were actually going straight to Oppenheimer straight after Barbie yeah the people in front of me also stood up and looked at their watch and said shit we're going to be late and they had to go from Barbie to Oppenheimer I can't imagine how bad that would be awful that is the worst Awful. chaser ever. No, that's like taking a I don't know, like It'd be like having a having a having a a, a a vodka shot and then having a shot of um. What uh, <laughs> you got it? Something not nice. Yeah, it's like you know what it's like. It's like having something really nice and then immediately having something not very nice. Mm. <laughs> No, it'd be like it'd be it's like, like having a nice uh, baby Guinness, and then someone punching you in the face yeah. for three hours. It'd be like going to like a fun fun party with your uh, like having a nice tea party with your friends, and then um, going and doing the leaving cirques. <laughs> That's it. Okay, okay. What? So we can. I know we're not editing, but uh, listeners, pretend that we have just edited back to the moment where I'm like, yeah, I had two people who were right in front of me uh, who went straight from the phone of Barbie, and they immediately went and watched Oppenheimer. What? What would that be like? Why? Oh, that's what I said. Oh, no, I understand yeah. what you're doing. What, what would that be like? It'd be like, wait. Oh, you want me to say it again? Yeah, as uh, if we've edited it. Oh, okay. It'd be like having a nice fun tea party with your friends and then going and doing the leaving search. <laughs> that's exactly what it would be like. <laughs> like and share what you guys think it would be like. Like and share what you guys like think. and share what you think it would be like. Like and share and subscribe to what you think you think think it should be like. Um, but yeah, it was, <laughs> and the only the only valid take I saw for seeing Barbie first is that. If you were going to see Oppenheimer in IMAX, it would be so loud that you would just want to go to somewhere quiet afterwards. Okay. Um, I'm kind of glad we didn't see Oppenheimer in IMAX because it would be would have been so loud. Yeah, the bomb would have really hurt. It would have been because you hear so- that explosion like four or five. There's probably about ten explosions uh, in it overall, and it's so loud. Yeah. Like it's taxingly loud yeah and um, barbie is just fun music and fun it's a party fun stuff the and whole I, time. I, I mean like i don't think i'll go again but uh I'm, i think i'm gonna go again i don't i don't think i will but i really i just can't because and we'll get on to enter the Sp- or not enter the spider-verse across the spider-verse uh, because yeah. that's the final film we're going to review but uh i just i went to see that two times and then if i go see barbie two times i've essentially gone to the cinema like four times i've only seen two films it feels like mm. a bit too much man but, it made me be sorry go on well, no, just, yeah, so I don't think I'll go see it again. I think I will, just because I thought it was fun. And, uh, mm. I don't know, I'd kind of like to see it Bring again. Bring your mom. 
No, she's already going with her friend on Tuesday, oh, okay. so I'll let her. Okay, uh, I'll let her do that. Um, but oh, was anything say, else to add? I was going to say something there. Something good. Ah, uh, maybe not. So do you think fucking? Oh, one thing that was interesting was Mattel really took a beating in that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, and the, it's funny. Yeah, they kind of intentionally allowed themselves. I don't think they came off bad. I think that was why there was no real baddies in it. Will Ferrell, by the way. I thought he was really good in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was very funny. Um, but yeah, the the Mattel like kind of were if there was some sort of like baddie institution, it was probably Mattel. But, but they, they, for, just just for for anyone who doesn't know, because because Anna said she didn't know this, Mattel is the real life company that makes Barbie, and yeah. they are like the 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 executive board of Mattel are like characters in the film. Yeah, and uh, the CEO and they're they all men. They really satirized themselves and yeah. the company like pretty hard. I guess I don't know how they got. They were allowed to do that, but they just were. I guess Mattel, like they don't come off too badly in it, and but like they, they, they really, know that it's going to sell a lot of even at Barbie. the at the end, like the ugh, it's not a spoiler. Someone says to the CEO of Mattel, like, "Oh, I think you should make an ordinary Barbie. It's just an ordinary person who does day to day things." Yeah, and he goes like, "Absolutely not. That's a terrible idea." And then a guy like taps on the shoulder and says, "I think that would make a lot of money." And he goes, "Oh, well, yeah. Well, then, yeah, we'll do it." <laughs> it's like I can't believe they're allowing people to to say that about yeah. Them, they but, do, I, I'd say that this is going to give Barbie a big resurgence so I think I kind of want to buy one yeah part of me kind of wants one too yeah buy a can uh, I get a can because we, I'm a dude another one actually for anyone who's seen it we can we can do a poll on Instagram but it was very funny because oh no I, maybe that's a spoiler actually yeah no spoilers no spoilers people haven't watched it yet that's what yeah. uh, ah we can wrap up Barbie we love this okay okay we love Barbie um, and I feel sorry for Oppenheimer now uh, uh, having I don't. to stand next to that great film um, but it took three hours of my life so I don't care anymore so also, we are very much Barbies yeah we're Barbie boys yeah. we're Kens and I think I think I don't feel bad for Oppenheimer because I know there's there's some fucking Nolan heads out there who are gonna fucking love us yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's grand. Oh yeah, yeah they I think can a lot have of people it. Loving it. I think it's but doing very well. Onto a film that we've been sitting on for a while. Yeah. That I, I bloody loved. Uh, Spiderman. Yeah, Across the Spider Verse is a film that we went to see at the premiere quite a while ago. Mm. Um, we both were big fans of Into, Into the Spider Verse. Uh, we we're very very excited for the sequel. Mark said yesterday that he thought Barbie was a film of the year, and then I said, "What about?" Across the Spider Verse, and they said, "Oh no, wait! That's Across the Spider Verse is the best film." So, of the year. like, no, you know, jumping straight into it, it's a film that follows. Uh, Ma- no, it's actually not. It's kind of focusing more on. Oh, I've forgotten the name of Miles Morales. Miles Morales, but then, oh my gosh, we're going to do it now. Miles we- Morales' girlfriend. Oh, is that what we're going to say? That feels like not a good thing to say because she's the main character. Anyway, uh, the film is basically the whole Spider Verse thing happening yeah, yeah, yeah. again. It's the whole spiel. And um, I guess safe to say we absolutely loved it. I loved it so much. I was I was saying that like when Can I was, you give a big synopsis of it. I just don't really. It's kind of hard to synop, but yeah, I, it's like, hard to synopsisize these films. Basically, like it's Miles Morales. He's in. He's fucking swinging around. His girlfriend's swinging around too. Then they go. There's some alternate universe shit, and they're swinging around in there as well. Um, that's I it. Like, I'm, I would like to know the name of the girlfriend, but wait, wait, there we go. It's uh, 
It's Miles Morales. It's Spider Woman. Oh God. Okay. Um, no, you should know, but we don't. Unfortunately, I don't know the name of fucking any characters. In yeah, it, that's apart true. From Spider Pig. Yeah, it's the only consistent thing about this show is that yeah. we consistently but, forget the names of things. Um, There's people at home shouting at us. But anyway, the, yeah. The, so they're swinging around in fucking cyberspace, having the time of their lives. And they're that, teenagers. And I, <laughs> they're teenagers uh, who are growing up and having difficult relationships with their parents. I think that's kind of what the film is maybe about. It's about relationship with your yeah, parents. But uh, I don't. I'm not our synopsis and uh, we've been talking for so long so we'll just say it's really good yeah yeah all we really <laughs> wanted to say is this is probably our film of the year and if you no. get a chance to go see it you should there's like th- this film i would say has some of the like I, I i was saying to you after i saw enter the spider-verse that like i you ever see like when a toddler like a little baby is like sitting in their little baby baby seat Mm. and their parents hand them an iPad and there's like a little fucking pineapple dancing on the screen or there's like co- yeah. Cocoa Melon on the screen yeah. and the baby's eyes just lock in and it's pure screen content into mind. Yeah, There's no, nothing else exists apart from the baby's brain and Cocoa Melon. That was me watching Enter the Spider-Verse. There was times <laughs> in that where I was literally like whoosh, locked in. Pure... Pure access content to the to the, the brainstem. It was so good. I like. There's like one, I plugged my like yeah. one of my brain nodes into into pure entertainment, pure. and then and then there was just like an electric current of entertainment just directly funneled into my brain, and like, I was totally encapsulated. If you saw like if you saw the first one, it's it's like they they had to, like the first one's so nuts, and some of the animation in it is 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 so crazy which everyone knows like mm. but in this one they really just took oh, it to yeah, a new level yeah. and it's like oh my god it's so impressive and it, it feels it, revolutionary and it carries the story on quite nicely from the first one yeah um you know it's not it's not a shoehorned in sequel no. and there's actually some like if you get really nerdy about it you can look back and there's like all these kind of interesting throwbacks. We saw it on a premiere. I actually went to see it again. As yeah. did you, I believe. Yeah, I went to see it again. Did you notice, like, the way the story develops over it? Yeah. Certain things are revealed, but when you're watching it the second time, you're like, oh, yeah, the whole yeah, yeah. time yeah, this yeah, yeah. was going on. Yeah, yeah. It, it's actually a very good two, two, two it's viewer. It's a two view. It's a two view. It's um, a certified two view. Yeah, certified two view. And um, I think, well, I mean, as I said, I mean, we're too early to start recommending Christmas films, but I watched Enter the Spider-Verse last christmas it was a f- massive hit with the family yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this will also be a big hit with the family yeah uh, for family viewing because i think everyone c- can get something from it my, um, i really want my dad to watch this because i think he'd really like it but it's a cartoon and he hates spider-man so um, uh, you're, you're up against it there it's tough but I, i'm yeah. convinced like he hates spider-man i think because of the toby Maguire ones which is i think fair even though i now you really love like those. them i do but only only since watching them ironically okay. yeah and then i was like oh this is actually this is pretty good uh okay. but i can i think it's fair that you'd make a judgment on spider-man films from those and come away thinking yeah, they're very yeah, bad yeah. this is but like you just gotta go see this movie yeah there's some scenes in it that are just so fucking insane yeah, and you're watching yeah. it like the action and everything it's all wonderful how did they um, do this the sound i don't know how they did but they spent like fucking years and years and years making it yeah like really years and years and years and how does it tie together so brilliantly I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I mean, Kermode, uh, the film reviewer we both love, mm. he was like, I don't know how all of this is going on because it's just multiverse, millions of different things going on, all of these different narratives. And somehow, you know, you care so much about the tender moments. The tender mm. moments really have you hooked mm. in because, 
I mean, it's almost like the opposite of Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer has these moments where you're supposed to care, where you're supposed to be engaged with the characters. But because everything is so glimpsy and and brief and you only sort of encounter people, you don't really get to know them you don't really feel an emotional connection with them. Yeah. So when, you know, let's say a character dies or a character, uh, you know, breaks up with another character, you don't really care so much. Whereas with, with Enter the Spider-Verse, you care so much about all of them. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You have such an emotional connection. It's so amazingly done. Yeah. I'd say even with Barbie, like I was saying, there was bits of it that I was like, oh, I didn't really like that bit. I'm trying to think when Enter the Spider-Verse, was there any scenes in it where I was like, ah, Nah. There's one bit in the soundtrack where a particular song played that I didn't didn't care for. Nah, well, that's a very, all, very minor it, 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 was a gold, it was a gold star film. It's, uh, it's worth, I think it's no spoiler to say uh, it ends on a hard cliffhanger. Yeah. So beware. Like the story basically builds up to a certain point and then it just says to be continued on yeah, the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So be wary of that. I actually loved it. Some people were pissed off by it. I, I was fucking gassed I'm up. I'm foaming like, yes! out the mouth for the next one. Yeah. I am just like every day I'm waking up and I'm like, is it today? Is yeah. it today? Please. <laughs> Please. Um, yeah. I, I, it makes me wish I was like, I kind of, I wish I was like, you know, nine or 10 again, purely so I could. Yeah, publicly like this film more. You know what I mean? I feel like I when you're, think, uh, when you're you know, saying it on a podcast is a pretty public way of saying. I wonder where like, like Spider Man gloves and stuff walking around. Yeah, well, I mean, you can still do that. There's nothing stopping you. It's yeah. just people probably won't hang out with you as much. When I was a kid, I had a a Spider Man glove, and it had a, a like a, it was basically silly string thing attached at the wrist. So you oh, could, that's great. But you know, there's a lot See, of... See, Mark was an only child and so he had mm, a lot of toys. I did. I yeah. sure did. To make up for... Uh, and I just sit in my room alone and nobody's so just, just shooting cousins. silly string against the wall. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> shooting. Silly <laughs> string at the wall just going... Yeah. Yay. The, um, you can maybe silly string uh, the outline of a brother onto the wall. <laughs> Sorry. Do you like... You happy with that one? No. Joking, sorry. Yeah, that, was that, that was was that mean? <laughs> I'm um, sorry. Anyway, it's funny because with these kind of toys, I feel really bad. I feel bad now. That was mean. I mean you know, I took silly string the shit out of my cat right in the face. No, I never did that. Seems like something I should have done. My my cat was like a brother to me. The um. But anyway, moving on, I suppose we should wrap up now after that. I'd say we should wrap up and, and maybe me and Mark need to, after this, talk for about an hour about like boundaries and how we treat each other while we're talking to each other publicly on the Sorry, park. Mr. Fucking Three Siblings. Yeah, just, I mean, you can have one of them. You can Which, have all of them. If you had to give one, you'd, it would be Finn, wouldn't it? <laughs> no. No, no. I just be... spent the weekend with Finn. Niels, take Niels. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Neil's pretty handy. You know I guess. Neil's really well. He's he's a great brother. He's the best brother ever. But like, I feel like he, you you know him already. He, he mm. slipped quite well into your life. You can have him as a brother. The fact that I actually yeah, know him was a help a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think you. I mean, I know all of them. Yeah, you know, you know all of them. Yeah. Anyway, like, listen to the next Popcorn Boys, where Mark will now be siblings with my brother Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go meet in a bit. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, anything else to say? Barbenheimer, more of this. I'm going to say, listen up 20th Century Fox. Listen up Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Do more of these funny things where you have two kind of conflicting films and put them on on the same day. Yeah. Also, listen up, Popcorn Boys. Mm. It, it, we, Spider-Man is such a good film and we just shoehorned it in here. We got to do more episodes so we can give it the time it deserves because yeah. that's a great film. It's a wonderful film. But, and listen up, Listeners, like and subscribe. 
and share and tell don't forget friends. to hashtag don't forget to hashtag and we will talk to you the next time we talk to you yeah well we'll talk to you the next time we talk to each other because that's <laughs> the only time we interact <laughs> doing the podcast we, we love you alice lieber and tschüss tschüss ladies and gentlemen now the moment you've all been waiting for Can we talk about something other than Hollywood for a change? No, I don't go to the movies much. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. So what's your podcast about? Um, the movies.